Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to The Sesh. I got a very special guest. Uh, please introduce yourself. Let everybody know what you do. Oh, hello, guys. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, hi, everybody that is watching us. Uh, my name is Mili Chirino Milagros, like I was telling Robert. And I'm originally from Rio Bravo, Tamaulipas. I grew up there until um, I was 15, then I came here to McAllen. And then I've lived in Austin, I lived three years in Phoenix, and I moved back 10 years ago to open up my first business in downtown McAllen. And we have four stores now, two clothing stores and two shoe stores. And I'm the CEO, CFO, business everything. owner, model, <laughs> a little bit of everything. And that's why I wanted to to invite you on because I see the hustle behind the scenes and I see all the success that you've had. And, and I, I kind of, I'm gearing this podcast towards that for like entrepreneurs because I know that it's it's tough for one. I, I've noticed <laughs> that it is entrepreneurship. If Rob wasn't around, I'd be the loneliest person in the world because half of the time I'm sitting here on my computer yeah, working like literally. by myself in my own head. As, as, do you have a similar journey like that? or? Uh, yeah, I do spend a lot of the time in my office by myself. Um, I have people coming in and out. Is that what you mean? Like Yeah, like you, you're mostly to yourself like working on the business. Oh, yes, completely. A hundred percent. Yes, I do have a great team. I have been able to build a great uh, team with people that I can trust. I put really the shirt into it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm always the one having to come up with the ideas and the changes and what's coming up. What, what can we do to improve? Um, I have a really good communication with them. I also take advice from them because I always say, okay, you guys are the ones that spend most of the time on the floor. You hear what the customers are saying, liking, not liking. So their feedback is really valuable to me. But yeah, I do spend a lot of time in my head, especially at night. It's like, whoosh, it's you can't going hundred miles per hour. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because uh, you have how many stores now? Four? Four, So yeah. So when you sp- give us like, I guess some first, like tips that you can give any entrepreneur that's starting to try to start a business like this year, like for one, like the pitfalls that you encountered. But tell me, how, how long did it take you to get to four? And and how did you? Well, let's start from the beginning because yeah. then we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> Give us well, a story. I, I, it's crazy. I started from my, from my house, working in my living room. Um, I was one of the first ones to start selling on Facebook back in 2010. 2010. 2010. Yes, I was 20. That was, that was like the wild, wild 20. west back in the day. Yes. Every overnight success is like seven to ten years in the making. So yeah, it is. Do. It's true. Yes, and I mean, I I started 
with a $300 budget and just a lot of ganas and a lot of ideas and just wanted to do something for myself, for my family. I never thought in a hundred million times I would end up where I am right now with the four stores. We, we had five. We closed one at the outlets a few years back. Um, but that's how I started. I will buy name brand stuff that I was able to get at a really good price. And when I went into that store the very first time, like my mind is always working like that. I'm like, oh, there's nothing like that back home. Hmm. Can I sell this? Can I make money over this? Oh, people need to know about this. You know, so my mind is always thinking, innovating like that. And I, I saw the store and I was like, I can get, I mean, I can get really good items, really good price. I can sell it, send it back home. Nobody knows about this store over here. At the time, I was in Phoenix. And that's how I started. That was my job, going shopping every day, trying to bring super (laughs) cute quality stuff. And I would do from the cleaning, from the shoes, not everything was brand new. I had to find ideas to fix them and make them look like perfect or really good condition, taking the photos. I mean, the great thing back then, it was just Facebook. You didn't have to deal with so much social media now it's like everywhere it's competition so I everywhere told my team, like give me a break i'm from the era <laughs> from facebook now it's like tiktok and instagram and youtube there's so many platforms right um but that's how i started and then i got in contact with um the shoe business industry and i s- kind of got uh, inspired by a, by a business model that was kind of like that where all shoe stores are the same price like, that would be a great idea in the Valley. We need something like that. Girls over there, they love to be on heels. So uh, that's how I, I created that idea. And I started with a business partner. It went really bad the first six months. <laughs> I was like completely kicked out of that store. So I talk talk about that. Be. Let me stop you there before yes. before you go on. Like the, the business partnerships. Like uh-huh. what, what did you learn from that? I was very young. I thought that I had learned so much back then. I was like, oh, my God, I've learned so much. I mean, of course I did. But now, throughout the years, I'm like, that was just a small rock in my, my road, right? Uh, on my road. Um, but I've learned that, I mean, partnerships are not easy. It's kind of like a marriage, right? You got to really know who you're getting yourself into with business, business-wise. Uh, you got to be able to trust them. You got to be able to respect each other and just have kind of the same ideas and the same goals. Same goals, yeah. We, that was the thing. He, oh, he was a, he, first of all, he was a guy, a girl. I have a very different vision when it comes to fashion and taste and what women want. I think I, it doesn't say, I'm not going to say that only women can understand what women want, but I, I know I had a very, better understanding than he did. And it's just very different ideas, very different ways of uh, working. So, I mean, the, only, the advice I would give you, yes, of course, try to uh, be, find someone you can find trust. Find somebody that you can trust and the has the same, same, same vision, same goals. Or do it without. Or not do it. Yeah, if you can't do yeah. it without a business partner, it's it's always, yeah, it'll be better, sure. right? But, yeah. I mean, two great minds get together and create and can create it's just finding the right person yeah and, and you're right because uh it does take uh, quite a bit of years to develop a friendship first of all mm-hmm. and then decide that you're going to go into business together and that sometimes when it doesn't work those friendships sever and it's like oh, uh, yes. it sucks it, it's hard too 
yeah. like break the uh, business partnership and remain friends. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So let's uh, chat about social media since you're mm-hmm. on it and you do it so well. Uh, what are some tactics right now that, that people are using that you're seeing specifically uh, work well on social media? Well, I think consistency, it's always been a key, even when it started. Um, when when we first started back in 2013, when we opened our first Mealy store, um, we, we created this process, right, where every week we bring new shoes. So every week we're going to be posting new items. And we've done it no matter what. For 10 years already. So it's a process um, now. It's a, it, it now, I mean, it is a process, and we we, we just keep adding stuff. We, we started doing the lives. We started doing the TikToks, the reels, uh, stories, polls, just, uh, just adding. But being constant really helps you. You actually touched on, on a really good uh, subject because the consistency of, of anything, and I think this is one thing that, that most people don't do is stay consistent mm-hmm. they they assume since they're going to push out one post like it's going to generate so much traffic yes. and sales and it does not work like no, that no 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 it's impressive you never know there's some shoes that become viral we had no idea that it was just going to blow out right and there's some stuff that we like oh this is for sure on a sellout and it didn't you so you just never know right and it all depends i mean we know it depends on the time you post at what day you post all that really matters on if, if it's gonna reach out to a so lot of people a lot of or sales, not. Um, through e-commerce and like do you get like we a don't lot of online do e-commerce. Sales? We don't have a, a website yet, uh, but we do sell through social media. They can DM us directly, and we'll. It's take the coolest thing in the world, there. though, because you can directly sell through social media. Like even Instagram stores, yeah. where I set it up for Butter of the Gods, like it's it's its own little store. Yeah. Like people just boom buy right there, oh. and usually they have their card already connected to it. It's the coolest thing in the world, like this whole e-commerce world of social media where you can input your store and all that stuff. I think it's cool. Have you seen that affect your business or do you see like it's going to be an add-on in the future? No, I think, I mean, as long as we we stay on top of everything, right, it should help us. I mean, it's more tools, more ways to, to get sell. people to buy and yeah. sell. Yes. Yeah, it's the as coolest long as thing. we keep bringing always the right merchandise with the right, right prices and the great customer service i think we should so i want to talk about more of your process of like Mm -hmm. how you stayed consistent like what did you have to do and how did you have to treat your team or train your team to be able to stay consistent because that stuff right there is the tedious stuff that nobody wants to do and that's the thing that made people successful in the first place is by posting consistently and then they stop doing it and then it starts going down they don't understand what's going on yeah kind of touch on that you gotta like like for example i'll give you an example we we just first started doing um selling on during lives right we do our normal live every tuesday right where we show our new merchandise and then we're coming out with this new other live that we do thursday fridays where we're going to be able to sell of course their first three five eh, we're kind of like iffy about it and I, i told them i mean it's like it's gonna take time people have to get used to it now, if we don't do our lives on Tuesday, we have 100 messages the next day. Hey, what happened? Why didn't you guys do the live? I want to know what's new, right? So they're already expecting it. They want to see it. They're waiting for it. Yeah, you develop some raving fans. Yes. So, I mean, it, it takes time. It takes a lot of work. You got to hustle. And I think my team, the good thing about them is that 
they see it. Whenever I'm not in town and I'm not able to do it live, they like, oh man, we don't like it because the next day it's not as good when you do it. So they even push me, okay, we got to do it, we got to do it. And I'm, I just like, I, my whole team, like I make sure everybody is like, okay, you are the one in charge of social media and you only do this. You are in charge of answering all the messages and you do, that's, I mean, yeah, it costs a lot more because I have 15, 20 employees but it takes good care of all the things that we need to do, the process and- Well, the customer sure, care, sure I think, is the number one of. thing because if, if you have a, a message on Facebook, somebody wanting to buy a shoe, literally five minutes later, they can go onto another site and buy something. Mm -hmm. So it's capturing that lead as fast as possible. Right away, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing because a lot of people just leave those messages like on red, uh, not even, they, they won't yeah, even they won't read even, them. Yeah, no, read. and we started, I can tell you, I mean, when we first opened up, I was the one answering messages. Mm -hmm. And then my manager was answering messages and he was also charging. He was also bringing all the merchandise and I couldn't longer answer all the messages. So then we got two people to answer messages and then it was confusion because uh, did I answer, you answer, who answered, yeah. <laughs> who took the order. So now it's like, we've learned, it's a whole process and whole you process. learn and we, we just take different, um, establish new ideas and i'm like okay let's for this whole month we're gonna do this new thing and next month we'll evaluate if it didn't work didn't work then we'll stop doing it yes yeah. there was a i got asked a question the other day um it was a young person they're probably 18 and they're like when you run out of ideas how do you how do you keep getting ideas so more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I my thoughts on that was like if you keep generating ideas and ideas and ideas, the ideas just keep coming to you. Like they don't stop. They don't ever stop. And I think what happens is people get tired of the ideas and putting them down, putting them down on paper and they don't become anything else. So those ideas just stop. But if you keep on thinking about them, you keep on doing them, you keep on writing them down, the ideas keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. How do you come up with your ideas? Oh, well, um, I think at night is when most of my ideas come to my head. Uh, but I do, I mean, it's like, it's like any artist. There's days where you feel super inspired. You're like, okay, I'm ready. And I have all these different ideas I'm coming up with. And I think they're going to love them. And I mean, it's just, you just got to get inspired. I mean, yes, there's, and there's days where I'm like, doubting myself i'm like am i doing it right am i in the right direction you know but you just gotta give time to yourself working during my workouts too especially if i'm like listening to something motivational and things like that that really helps me get out of there like yeah let's yeah. do this you know so um just like really caring for my business for my my customers makes me want to always be on top of on top of it all yeah what has yes. been your best idea other than opening my best idea yeah, like something that you think that you're proud of like aside from the business itself that but something that you think you really brought into this the, world yeah yeah to the table that maybe had gone unseen like business wise sure. anything mm, i think the whole concept of um bringing good customer service great products with a good quality and a great price it's something that we've really established here in the valley we're very known for that yeah 
Well, you, you hit on a lot of things because good quality, I don't know anybody who doesn't like good quality. A good price, mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who doesn't like a good <laughs> price. So like all that, and then you add customer service on. I think that's one of the things that most people don't do is offer that excellent customer service. And, and especially for restaurants, like a, I, I don't think people understand that when, when the owner or the, the manager hires somebody on, they become an extension of the business. The so if they're, yeah, and if they have a bad day, well, shit, well, sorry. Like that affects your business. How do you keep the happiness, or, or I would say the, the, the group uh, culture, happy at your business? At my business? Oh, that's something I'm very strict at. They know that. <laughs> that's one of the first. What is it like, I, Miley? I said, do this, and you do it. <laughs> not, not so much that, but the fact the that I, I, yes, I want to keep a good vibe, and that a lot of our customers say that about us when they walk into our stores, like, damn, it feels like you guys are very happy working here, and that's something I want to keep maintain as long as I can, and I would do anything to keep it. So, um, how how do you implement that then? I mean, I, I do have great communication with my team. I'm constantly having meetings, either one-on-one -on -one or with the whole team. Whenever something's going on, there's a little bit of drama or something, somebody got mad at somebody else, I, you know, I, 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 I do it. something. I yeah. address it. Yes, I don't know. Well, it's not my problem. Whatever. Let them deal with it. I no, I, I address it. They know my door is always open to any problems that they're having, anything that they're not happy with. Uh, so it's my phone. So, and I think that the way you treat your employees is going to show a lot in the way they treat their customers, your customers too. So if, if I come and I talk really bad to them and scream at them and be disrespectful, they're not going to do that to my customers. Right. So I've, I mean, they've, they've learned that I don't like drama. I try to, it's like, if I respect you and I talk good to you, you should do it to your other uh, teammates, no? Well, you have you have a very high emotional intelligence. Um, how did you get that? I don't know. <laughs> well, how, was it just like foreseeing? Like I know these people are gonna get upset, or like that that takes time. That takes time to learn. Like, how did you have the foresight to? I don't know. Yeah, it does take time, and I and I take the time to really study and analyze and really get to know my team, so I know how to talk to everybody. Uh, just be very understandable. Like on an individual level? Individual level, yeah. yes. Yeah. I know that I, I don't talk the same way to this guy than to this girl. I know girls is a different, totally different way. The way I pursue them, I talk to them, I, you know, tell them directions or whatever, you know. And guys are a little more chill. You can be a little more straight. Just tell us what to do and we'll do it. Yeah, they're like, okay, they're more chill, you know? It's like having, like having a whole other set of children. Or something. Yes. It is. Yes. It really is. Yes. I have, but my employees listen to me more than my kids. Yeah. Yeah, You're paying them, like, that's yeah. why. But it's important to keep the vibe, man. And, and what you were saying about being an extension of you, I tell mm -hmm. our staff that as well all the time because my, um, my poker dealers will sit in front of people for hours and I tell them I don't get to meet all of the people who are playing. So the perception they leave with mm -hmm. is a reflection of me. Of course, as yes. An owner and all they got is you to go off of. And I always tell them the same thing. If I don't treat you poorly, man, and, and, and if 
you're not in, in a stressful environment, mm-hmm. then then keep the vibe super chill and super inviting. And and I think that's what uh, what people need in any industry, man. Like it really, really depends on on who you have representing your your exactly. product. Exactly. Yes, your they business. are representing. They are the face yeah, of Lily's and my company. So that's a, so. That's a good combination. Yeah. Uh, let me let me ask you this. Um, what is success to you? I always get different <laughs> Why did answers. Why I know you were going to ask me this? <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm very curious. In, in, in my life right now, I'm chasing different things. And I uh-huh. think everybody goes through those different things at different chapters in their life. Yes. So success becomes different things at different stages in your life. Mm-hmm. So what, right now, what does success mean to you? I think su- success is very subjective. So it really depends on how you see it and what you want for yourself. What I want for myself is going to be very different from what you want for yourself, right? And like you said, it changes. Five years ago, I w- maybe I was like, okay, I'm 100% successful. I have my businesses running. I'm making money. And but was I really happy with my own, with myself, with my skin, with my kids, with my family? You know, it's. It's been a whole process. And how old are you, Josh? I turned, I think I'm 41 <laughs> I, or 42. <laughs> well, I think 42, we're, 41. We're, we're around the same age. I'm going to be 38 this year. And I think we're hitting to that age where you're really, you're not in your 20s anymore. You, you got all your 30s where you learn, you fail, you got up and you continue. So I would say at this point in, in your life, you're like, you're running out of time and you need to figure it out fast. A- am I wrong? Well, I mean, you say that a lot. I say that every day. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. Well, we, we are, and time is relative. I think, I mean, we, we value more our time. Our time becomes more pressure. Yeah. Precious, right? The As quality of the older. time. Yeah, the quality so. of the time becomes more yeah, treasured. I know that I, and, and most of the people that I know, really mess up in their 20s pay for it throughout their 30s, and they get their shit together in their On their 40s, 40s mm-hmm. yes. So I'm in my 40s, I'm 43, and I, I still am paying for shit, but I feel like it, it's, it's part of the process. You well, know? it's life. I know, but when you say, like, what is success? Okay, well, what is success to you? Just waking up in the morning and knowing that there are people out there that give a shit about me specifically. Yes. To me, because I've had a shit ton of money, and I've... And I, blew it and messed up you know as a young person and then i've had no money you know and and i've been on both sides of the spectrum and 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 the truth of the matter is is that at the end of the day i think success is when people want to be around you and it has nothing to do with your assets or your liquidity um yeah it has nothing to it has do, nothing with, to do it, with, with what you're worth the size man, of your house or your bank account or yeah. nothing you, you the you car you're driving friends, we'd be we'd be doing way cooler shit if i was a millionaire oh for sure but today if i'm broke it's not like it makes a shit to you and your it life doesn't because, because i can be off of different energy i know? can do the same thing every single day at, exactly, at the desk you know? anyway so, so it doesn't matter success when i had it i i misused it and 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 when i when i was down and out i uh i i questioned you know god's intentions for me you know why'd you take everything from at the end of the day, it, to me, the success is just the fact that there are people out there that will be sad if you're gone. That, that exactly, you know, yeah, that, I that agree that, with you 100%. That hurt if you're hurting. For sure. And I only have maybe three or four of them left in this world, right? But to me, that's 
That's your world. That's the success. You that's know? a that's success. Because the they didn't love me any different when I was rich. Sure. And, and you know, and they're all dying to help me when I'm down. Well, I, I, and, and I hate to put this out into the world because uh, I, I listen to entrepreneurs all the time. And, and specifically, Alex Hormozzi talks about, and, and it made sense in my mind. But I just, I hated the idea of it because he talks about two weeks after you're dead, you start slowly getting erased from the minds of people. Maybe mm-hmm. you become a memory mm-hmm. and then eventually you're just gone and then nobody ever talks about you again and then you're just, you're gone. That your family has moved on. So I, those things kind of like make me question the life like that I, I get to choose. I guess the quality of time that I get to choose like now. Like if I'm going to be gone, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to give a shit. Well, yeah, you live a little bit more, more selfishly. Like the legacy that you leave. Well, I that mean, he says the legacy is false because it doesn't matter. In two hundred years, your kids will pass years. on, and then they won't even talk about you. And I hate to talk about that. No, but it's true. But it's, you, it's you true. You die twice, man. You die when your soul and your body is no longer present here, and then you die when the last person on earth who remembers you and even knew your name dies. That's so we sad. Have, we have oh, two deaths. Wow. Yeah, I we have know two deaths. You know? And then there are people out there who who will never die. You know, Elvis Presley's never gonna die. Michael Jackson's never gonna die. You know, Eventually Abraham Lincoln. They will. There's always gonna be some history that will will allow people to revisit yeah. the concept. You're of always that gonna individual. find them on Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so. If AI doesn't take over the world and can for those well, <laughs> kill us all. Google, but them, yes, for sure. <laughs> for those of us who haven't made our uh, eternal stamp on life, um, I, I kind of think that you shouldn't be too disappointed in yourself, man. Just the fact that you're alive. Alive, for sure. Uh, is Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about that, that it's more interesting that you get to live like all the, the sperm cells that didn't make it, imagine how many trillions of those died. Yeah, yeah died. And you're like and one of the one that are. got to. Is like there's more dead than alive. Than alive. It's, yeah. it's the weirdest thing. True. It's a concept. Yes. It's, it's crazy. No, but I mean, it's just being happy with yourself. For being sure. Being able to sleep peacefully at night, waking up grateful every morning. So here's a hard question. How does one find happiness? How does That's one find happiness? Depends on you. <laughs> I don't know. Just like to me, I I try to really focus on myself and my family, you know, my kids and stuff. But I I care, I, I want to take good care of myself because if I'm okay, if I'm good mentally, physically, stable, at peace, then I can be okay for my kids and my team and everybody, you know. So, You're able to function. Yes. So the battle, and it's within me, right? I try to always become a better version of myself and learn from my mistakes and be okay with uh, failure or not getting everything right or uh, happy moments. And, you know, they don't last forever. And be know that, okay, there's going to be good times and there's going to be times bad times. You're going to be okay with yourself. And always just try to be... A better version and eventually you'll feel very happy with yourself yeah because there's no other choice like you have to find happiness in this life how do you find happiness i find happiness through the work but the things that i get to do the experiences that i get to do like i think that's the most rewarding thing in the world like you get to kind of live life on your own terms 
and you get to you get to I guess script or, or put together your life. Your These puzzle. are the things that I want to do. These are the things that yeah. I like. Let me try to get paid for it, or let me do this. Let me do this. Yeah, like this is cool. Maybe when we were younger, we had a. I, I look at it like you had a big puzzle, right? And it's like all oh, these things are gonna make me happy. Boom, boom. You keep adding them, and you're like, wait, wait such a big picture and it's really not making you happy so you start taking up all the pieces that really didn't matter and now you have a smaller puzzle but it's the really important yeah and the really the most important things for you like enjoying what you do your work your kids your family your health your friends your um, so that it doesn't take 40 years for somebody to get to how do you figure out what those things are like what are the most meaningful things because in your 20s, it's completely different. Oh, yes. It's partying different. with friends, going out, blowing money I was out. 20 years old, I had my son and a wife. And so I, when, when I hear people say that, in the 20s, you're partying and you're doing this and that. Well, that's what I think. It never, that to me, in my 20s, is was, it's when I was working the hardest because all of a sudden there were two lives that I was responsible for. Um, going back to how you find happiness mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think it's a place you arrive at i don't think there's a map to it like i don't think it's a process it's a journey not journey. even i think that you find happiness along the road but it's a road of misery <laughs> for sure yeah it's a tough road because we're all abriendo caminos nuevos on our own yes. behalf you know yes. and it's a shitty thing to do because you have to figure out where you're going so i don't think that this road ends at this utopia place where it's just happiness everywhere. I like, think oh, you, you made it. Yeah, We've been no, waiting for you. I think it's a <laughs> shitty road the whole fucking way. So you're just saying we have to grind our life. No, I'm saying that that the way you find happiness is to continually, continuously and always remember the happy times that you've had. Hmm. And that'll constantly keep you in a good mood because you're always reminiscing about all the good things that you have that you've accomplished or that you've experienced. But I don't think it's a place we arrive. I think it's a, it's, it's happiness is a thing that we experience in bits and pieces along the way. Because I know people who have everything. They're still and, unhappy. And they can't find peace anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? and, I have, and, and I know people who have nothing and are the same way, man. They, they, they just hate them, their situation. Um, but I, for both those types of people... I can remember being with them at one point or another when they were genuinely smiling, genuinely happy. And now because of circumstances, it just they just it, there's no room for that right now. So I don't think that happiness is a place that you arrive at. I think it's a place that you bring with you and you find here and there like badass pictures or you know memories little yeah I think that happiness yeah, like is you something said, that I mean, happens it's remembering occasionally. the happy moments and if you're of tough times or in a bad moment, you just got to know that it will and and Eventually. remember the happy moments and then okay yeah. i know that i'll be happy again, again and it'll be yeah, okay yeah, yeah. I, w- w- what is it about people that can't understand that because i i would assume like even during covid like even now you see like a lot of deaths on social media i've never seen that much before it's like i think now would be the best time for people to be like i enjoy life i they love more life conscious about it no or is it that i'm getting to that age and my group of um, friends is is it is that is it is, is it, age is appropriate where you start thinking about mortality more? You know, I don't know. I think that um, I just think that we've survived a lot of shit, you know, and that in itself is rewarding. 
I look back and I can very, very seldom think about my huge wins. Like, Chingao, I was on top. I don't remember how I got there. But I tell you exactly the days, what I was wearing, how I felt on the days where I had nothing. You know, so I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really understand how all that works, man. But I can tell you that um, that it's just a, it's just a matter of not, not giving up and being happy about what you've survived. Shit, if you're 38 or 43 or 42, I oh, promise man. you, you've gone through some shit. Oh yes. You've broken some hearts. You've had your heart broken. Mm-hmm. You've lied to people, and you've been lied to, mm-hmm. and all of those things are traumatic. All of those things hurt and stay with us, you know, as much as we would like for them not to. So just the mere fact that you're an entrepreneur either making it rain or barely up and coming, the fact of the matter is that you've been through some shit and yet you're still here swinging at the ball. You're still here trying to make things happen. That to me in itself is is admirable because a lot of people give up. You know, I know you're right. Uh, we were talking about this the other day about uh, coping mechanisms. And I mm. think this is important because uh, you work out yes. and me and Rob will be celebrating a year me at too. our workout. So like constantly working out. Yeah. So consistently, consistently pumping iron every single week. It sucks. It has never gotten better. The diet also sucks. <laughs> but the, I, I found that through the consistency has helped me develop a discipline. And I get to take that into my life. Like it, those little things, uh, the coping mechanisms of dealing with life by working out has helped me release that. Of course, I yes. think everybody needs that. Can you kind of touch on that? Everybody needs that. I, I see people that work out in a different, totally different way now. I, it's, you earn, they've have learned, earn all my respect completely. I mean, I know it's not easy. It might seem, oh yeah, you're just going to the gym and taking a picture. And yeah, no, it's hard work. And especially the days that you don't have the energy, you don't, you don't feel like it, go, you don't want yeah. to, but you still show up, right? So that's, I mean, that earns all my respect. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I do tell my friends, I'm like, you have no idea how much working out has helped me to overcome all the shit that I've gone through, yeah. right? So if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have that moment for me to just release all my stress, my bad vibes, whatever you want to call it, and, and be able to l- listen to music, to the music that I like that makes me want to sing and dance and disconnect. happy, disconnect for a moment and just... And I used to make a lot of excuses and say, oh, it's because I don't have time. I think I have less time now, yeah. but I still make it, right? So it's, you got to give an hour to yourself every day. That'll keep you sane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. There were times when, uh, last year even, when, when I was really, really struggling. We were opening a new business and, and things just were, were hectic for me. And I'd be here and I'd just be down and, and, and Josh would say, Rob, you're, I know you're feeling down and everything, but you got to put all that shit away. We're going to work out. And I'd be like, no, bro, I don't have any energy. And he says, well, it is what it is. You're going. And so we'd go. Mm-hmm. And there were times when I'm working out and I'm I, and there's these like fractions of seconds where I would realize I feel good. I'm not worried about, you know, whatever happens. When I leave the gym, I still have all the same problems. But for that sure. one hour, my endorphins are up. Clears yeah, my mind. All it the gives me. That we produce, yeah, yes. it gives me. It gives me what I need to combat the depression that my situation 
was putting me in. Mm-hmm. And and every bit helps, you know. Yeah. Endorphins are important, and and so that's why it's yeah, it's yeah. important to have a coping mechanism. I call it a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. but it's it's for me, it's working out or working out. Reading to me is also uh, taking the time to go to church and being with my kids, or just having some time alone. Um, you know, it's whatever works for you. You know. Yeah, yeah I think most people don't know how to find that though. So how, how, how would you explain like to somebody you need to find this? How, how are techniques that you can Ooh, just try different things, you know, not, not be afraid yeah, of, okay. Well, so maybe. many people are afraid of trying different things. Like they don't, they are stuck in their ways. How do you combat that? <sighs> or is that just like some people you can't help or you can't get through or, or I heard this perfectly wanna, the other they, day. They gotta be wanting to help themselves yes first. that's exactly what i heard is like you cannot like when i was trying to force like fitness down everybody's throat last year mm-hmm. everybody was just like so turned off by it but i understood through the process within three months by the way it's pretty relatively quick i learned that you cannot force anybody to do anything they have to be willing to do it for themselves mm-hmm. first there's nothing you can do so how do you get I mean, to you that can point? You suggest it. You can offer it. You can, you know, like you will tell him, hey, well, let's go work out. And if you really didn't want to. Well, that only worked because he was here. Like, <laughs> hey, Rob, you're going, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, like I said, just try different things. Not be, Don't be afraid. I've always think that it's better to say, okay, I try and it was not for me. It didn't work. I fell. Then having that doubt in your mind for the rest of your life saying, oh, what if, what if, what if yeah. I should have done it? What, where would I be right now? You know, so just not be afraid of trying. New what things. is your biggest regret in business? Uh, not being financially smart enough. Okay, explain. Like financial management. I never took a business class. I went into business not knowing, not even a, what a business plan was, how to open a business, you know. And I and I talked about it last weekend when I was at St. Edwards. I was like, we really need to teach our kids mm-hmm. since they're in elementary yeah. how to do how to manage your finances, your money, your what credit, credit cards, is, your debts, what, your yeah. future, your savings, all of that. We really need to know that. Forget about geometry. Yeah. <laughs> we all have calculators now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On our phones. Yeah. Um, no, but you're right. You're very right. Um, I dropped out of high school at 14, and by the time I was in my 20s, I had mm-hmm. a very lucrative business. And it all went to nothing because I had no idea what a CPA was. I had no idea how the importance of an attorney is or, mm-hmm. or a money accountant or, you know, yeah, man, like they don't teach us to save money, to, to protect your credit, like if it was your child. Like they don't, mm-hmm. they do not explain to us the intricate workings of the financial world, man. They say you have to go to college to learn that. And then you get to but college. But if you and they take the teach. classes, only yeah. if you take those classes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then you never learn it. So, and so, yeah, it's uh, what you're saying is true because, for instance, I know attorneys go to law school and they learn to research the law and interpret the law and 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 litigate and they learn all these things and they get that degree and now they're an attorney and then they come out and they've and never done never business successful before. because they've never done business and they're like well shit um I, I know how to combat this case i know how mm-hmm. this i know how to do these things but my business can never seem to hold water and, and grow 
And that's because of a lack of what you're saying, a lack of education in our systems about how to do those things, man. That well, shit also, is super important. I also think that, that nowadays or forever, the entrepreneur, the business owner cannot rely just on one skill. Like they are doing multiple different things so many different times during one day. Like I talk about this as skill stacking. Skill stacking, you get relevant skills that relate to this one main skill that you have. And then you become like a skill master over here because you know so many little different things that you can create and connect together to make the ultimate project move forward faster. Mm -hmm. That's that's skill stacking for me. And I think it's a it's relatively a new concept. But I think a lot of people should figure that out because sometimes people don't have four years to go to college. They need money now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, to open up a business, you you got to have skills forget that i mean if you you're able to get your business your business degree or college degree yes that's wonderful that's great that's something nobody's never going to take away from you but having the skills can help you a lot more than having your degree you got to be able to put on a lot of different hats right so especially in the beginning especially since the beginning yes and just keep um evolving you know because your business is never going to be is not always going to stay the same way you're not not always going to make the same sales so like i said i mean at one point yeah you think this is going great it's always going to go like that yeah and then you find yourself wait wait a minute like it's not like it used to be two three years ago what am i doing i should have just done when it was great i should have invested in this i should have done this i should have saved more so i mean just be very smart about your finances yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, especially in business, because uh, one thing is, is businesses can crash and, and they're just gone like overnight. Like I think we've seen a lot of the uh, Rio Grande Valley restaurants mm-hmm. specifically like they're yes. here and then they're gone. It's, it's the strangest thing in the world, because I talked about this before, is like a lot of these people are putting their hard earned money into something that they think is going to be successful and then mm-hmm. just ultimately doesn't. It breaks my heart when yeah. I see a business closing down. Yeah, because there there was a ton of work. Uh, Yes, I know how much work, how much money, how much effort, time, everything they put into it. And then to see it like not continuing open, I'm like, it gets me. So then give me three of your best pieces of advice for businesses owners, for business owners to be able to take advantage of like right now to help boost business. I mean, use all the tools that you now have. You have so much so many platforms that you can get yourself out there you can i mean you don't longer need so much of a whole marketing agency if you put yourself out there if you create good content if you are const, uh, constant about it they'll put yourself out there right and so use the tools that we we now have with all the technology um never stop creating that mind of entrepreneur of creator just try to always feed it you know um doesn't matter if things get bad if you maybe one day you're doubting yourself but days will get better and just try to really believe in yourself and that creative mind don't let it die I always tell that to my kids. Don't ever lose your imagination because the imagination is the most wonderful thing in the world because you can escape anywhere in a second. And and I think a lot of people lose that. You have a great imagination and you can tell story tell very well. 
you. But I, I, I tend to sit and imagine shit all the time. <laughs> well, the thing also, too, is I the think... The world what, needs more people like yeah. that. Yes, and I think that's... To touch on that is, is a lot of people simply don't think or have conversations. Like, I think that's missing from society. Like, they, they just... They're going on through life, boom, 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 so busy. They don't have conversations. Yeah, we... Because we feel like we don't have more time, Rosh. Yes. <laughs> That's the point why I record this in dual purposes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's funny, but it's true, man. And, and another thing is, is that I think uh, people resonate and are drawn to these podcasts because they crave what we're doing here, the interaction of being across from one another and talking. Because even when you go and you see colleagues and people having lunch or doing things, everybody's behind their screen. You know, everybody's mm-hmm, looking at the phone, and answering between text messages and so I think that that's a, we're losing a lot of that, man. And, and now conversations happen mostly um, during text. during business hours, through text, via email. Through text, yes. Or during social events where it's difficult to have a good intellectual exchange of whatever it is that you're going to talk about, you know. So, yeah, I know people need to, I tell my kids all the time, I see my sobrinos and other children that, mm-hmm. A waiter will walk up and say, you know, can I take your order? And they'll be like, they'll tell them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm They're like, afraid of that. Guy right there, right? Yeah. He's here to help you. You know, he wants to get you what you need. More eye contact. Yeah, well, social you know. skills are very important to for any business owner. Like that, uh, that is one thing that you have to figure out. Like you have to figure out how to talk to people. Yes, definitely. I think my, my I have a degree in media communication. So and you said you were nervous and you're over here like all professional. Yeah, you've, been, you've been trained to do this. <laughs> we just do we this. Just we, just, we just click a button yeah, here. We we're not trained mics. for it, right? No, wow. but I mean, my, my degree is media communication. So I think some of, I might not have studied a business class, but all the other skills that made me want to study media communication has helped me with my business. And one of those is just knowing how to talk to people and understanding people and how do you communicate with them and how do you explain how to do the process and be patient and, you know, just give it time. So I think that has really worked with my with my team and with my customers. I, I kind of know how to... Talk to them. Yeah, oh, uh, that, that was for sure right there. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so the top three uh, advice, like the top three skills that, that an entrepreneur should have, like going up into this, what what do you think they are? Um, well, what are yours? 
Oof, I have a lot. <laughs> no, and you know, Where's I'm my talking book? about this because I, since I was at career day last weekend, um, I was writing down skills that an entrepreneur, entrepreneur needs. And I kind of Googled some too. I was like, oh yeah, well I have this. Oh yeah, but I, I, I'm a little bit of this. So I, I had a long list, right? Um, but being creative, uh, being brave enough and courage to take risk, um, have great communication skills. Um, have a good financial management. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things, but those are the main ones in, that in, pop out too. Innovator, too. You gotta innovate. You gotta keep Be up bold. with, evolve. Keep up with what's what's trendy. I mean, especially for us in fashion. I got to know, okay, well, next year, what's going to be trendy? What's coming up? What girls are going to be looking for? What colors? What season are we at? What are they looking for? Interesting. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting uh, topic because I feel like also you have to have the skills. Like there's, there's no way around anything that you have if you can't have the skill to put it out. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, uh-huh. I find it interesting. It really is. It's been super informative, and I feel uh, it's condescending, but I, I almost feel a little proud of you now that I know you and everything oh, that you've accomplished you, is super, super cool. Thank you. And um, I think more people need to... Uh, take risks. Yeah, take <laughs> yes. risks, you know, and, and, and kind of go pull your own way and do, do, do you, you know, because do I think you. I think that's why you're so successful, because I can see based on how you're dressing and how you carry yourself, this is something that you're passionate about, whether or not you're making money. So the money is just a secondary perk that you get because you do what you love, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, that, Chinga, that's a blessing. So before we, before we finish off, for all the guys out there, how should a man dress? When you look at a man, what, do you, what do you consider? Don't, don't, don't nip what do you us. consider a, a good dressed man? Well, you got to dress, and it goes for men and women. You got to dress accordingly to your age, to your body, um, to wherever you're going to. So it, you got to really know your body and what looks good on you. Okay, if I have a really nice arms or... Accentuate um, those arms. Yes. Well, okay, or a small so waist, for, that, or for most men have no fashion sense, <laughs> and, and I'm fine with saying that just, because I have no fashion sense. I think just keep it simple and modern. Like solid colors, just boom. solid colors. Uh, you can never go wrong with that. Yeah, and I mean, right. you guys have it much easier. Yeah, so absolutely. Just make sure your jeans fit really good on you. Okay. Invest in good jeans. Um, invest in good pair of sneakers, either black, white. Uh, come and pair of like nice boots to go out, right? And just black shirts and t-shirts and keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple. Keep you guys simple. can make it look great. And none and, of your stores your sell hair. anything. No, I know. She doesn't ca cater to <laughs> simps, man. Yeah, she was like <laughs> but I mean, you know, grooming your your hair nice, perfectly cut and stuff like that. So that, okay. that there you go, good. guys. And there, smelling nice too. That's smelling, nice. smelling nice. Yes. Make sure you guys smell nice. But I love this. I think it, now that podcasts are, are becoming so popular, I love this. It's a time to 
to talk, reconnect with people, to reconnect, yeah. like yeah, get away of everything and just have a yeah. conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think it's, great it's ideas. for specifically for marketing uh, for businesses and stuff like that. It's it's a perfect tool because the great thing about it is they get to see how you look. They get to see how you talk. They get mm -hmm. to see how you act, your mannerisms. Are you well-spoken? Do you look nice? You Do think? you look nice in front of the camera? Mm -hmm. That's why I want to dress nicer. I know. <laughs> He'll be shirtless. So you, get, you guys are dressed very nice. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Usually it'll be flip-flops, but we, we changed that around and everything. Yeah, so we, we were coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you on the next session. Bye. Thank you.